around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We are so glad you're here with us, and we are excited to share with you these good things that we have learned and, and uh, really seen God do in our life uh, on a particular level of faith and growth in our own personal lives. And as the Bible says, freely you have received, freely give. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to share with you that today. And you can call a friend, a family member, and tell them to join us here on uh, terrymize.com. And then if you have time, you can go back and check over on terrymizeministries.org to every single podcast that we've ever done is available there for you to listen and grow from. And what's so exciting, Terry has said so many times, is that right here now in this generation, because of the uh, onset of so much um, positive influence of technology, that all of these things are available to you. You can almost put yourself through Bible school just from what we're sharing with you. And so we want to invite you to do that. Those things are available for you. We'd love to hear from you, your prayer requests. And uh, we get some good testimonies, too, here at the ministry. And so we're always glad to hear from you. And then there are products there that are available to you to help you continue to grow and learn in the things of the kingdom of God. Last week, we were talking to you about really how to take the word of God for yourself and create an atmosphere in your own soul of faith and expectation towards the Lord. Then Terry and I shared testimonies about how when we were younger and how we uh, grew in the word of faith and and how desperate our situation is. Sometimes uh, desperate people go for des- will do desperate things. And we actually got so desperate, we started believing the word of God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thought. And so we want to share with you today uh, three psalms that we feel like have been extremely influential and profitable to us uh, as we believed God, as we raised our families, and as we went to the world to preach the word of God. And that's Psalm 23, Psalm 91, and Psalm 121. And last week, we just started talking to you about how to take it in the first person, begin to pray it and say it over your family. Darlin? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking about Psalms 103. I don't think we can oh, do yes. those other three Psalm without 103. Psalms 103. But, you know, th- those were the things we right. lived by. No, that's right. You know, if you're talking about vitamins or, or no, things Joe. that are life to you, exactly. those are the things that we confessed and meaning declared. Oh, my goodness. You know, when we use the word yes. confession, sometimes people get confused what that right. is, you know, and and uh, sometimes, you know, back in the old, old days, when we first started saying confession. People thought right. you were talking about confessing your sins or, <laughs> or they thought you were talking about if you talk to Catholic people, they thought right. you were going to the priest and making confessions. Right. But it was we're just talking negatives. about we're yeah. talking about saying what God says no, that's right. and just saying it out loud, God, going verbally. in the Bible, find out that's what right. God said about whatever it is you're doing and you're going through and your, your situation right. is. Right. And because there's 66 books there, he said something about it. He, he gave us 66 that's books right. on how to live on planet Earth. And so we can go and find out what he said about our kids, about our marriage, about our finances, about our health, about our healing, about whatever it is, our business, whatever's going on. And then we can say that. And that's what we're talking about when we say confess the word. Right. We're talking about, uh, you know, fa- faith is just saying what God said. The word of faith is just saying what God said. Uh, say what God said and believe it'll come to pass. And uh, it worked for him. It'll work for you. That's right. And it was startling to me, even after being raised in Pentecostalism all my life, graduating, working my way hard through Bible college, being assistant dean my senior year, 
and just being in a position to where one day it dawned on me that I had the right to say the words off these pages and command hell or my body or my now that i had children that i could command the fever to go down exactly because you have spiritual authority over your kids right and it changed my whole perspective that that god was happy you know in that verse you and i have quoted oftentimes hosea 14 2 it says when you go before the lord take with you words dean always used to say something like this he would say you know God just leaning over the banisters of heaven, looking down on you. (laughs) Just He says his mouth is just water and waiting for you to ask him for something. Well, sure. And that that changed my whole perspective, is that faith pleases God, like Hebrews 6 says. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like we've we've preached so much that Isaiah 57 uh, or 59, 17 says says that that, uh, God creates. The words. God the creates our, the fruit, the fruit of, your of your lips. You know, heaven, an and, and I've preached verse. for so many years that heaven's right. just waiting for you to say something. Right. Heaven's waiting for you to open your mouth and say something so they have something to create. That, if, that's why these last eight years under the last presidential administration yeah. we had, uh, they've just about taken prayer out of everywhere. Now, obviously, he didn't, they didn't take it out in the last administration. They took prayer right. out of school back right. in the 60s. A long time ago. But uh, yeah. with, a, with a demon-possessed woman named <laughs> Madeline Murray O'Hare from Texas, uh, and I, I suppose she's probably in hell today. But anyway, uh, God says, take with you words. He no, says, right. I create the fruit of your the lips. Of lips. And so yeah. as we've stopped saying things, and as they've told us to stop praying, and they've even told us in big football stadiums and big arenas, they, they've even told us to just have a moment of silence. No. Well, you know, a moment of silence isn't going to produce anything. That, that makes hell happy, but it doesn't make heaven happy. Right. Heaven's waiting for you to say something. No, that's hell's right. hoping you don't. That's right. You know, hell's rooting that you're, oh, don't let them say anything. Don't let them say anything. Don't let them say anything. And heaven's saying, say something, say something, say something. And because he's, God said, I create the fruit of your lips. He's waiting for you to say something that he can create. Now, not everything you say he can create. You, you say the bad, you know, not, you, people say a, a mouthful of bad stuff yeah, sometimes. Right. Life but and when death. you say something out of the word, out of the Bible, something that God has said, right. and you say it with power and with authority and with dominion and in the name of Jesus and on purpose, man, heaven's just, just clapping their hands and stomping their feet and just salivating over the fact that they're going to be able to create something for you on your behalf. I remember, Terry, the the time that I got so stressed out. Matt was just about four months old, and he had been in the hospital for a week under an oxygen tent with bronchiolitis. And Alan was still recovering. He he was doing much, much better. God had healed him. And Dean and I, I just felt like we were fighting for our life. and And I just said, Lord... You know, give me a break here. I don't know how to do this. Sure. I, I don't know what to do. But I said, I, and I just remember stepping out and saying very loudly in the hospital room, I take authority over sickness and Absolutely. disease over this baby. In Jesus' name, devil, get out of here. Lungs of Matthew Garner open up. And I absolutely am not going to have two sick babies anymore in my life. And I remember the... You know the gathering up of my soul Absolutely. from the very down on the very no, roots of it. because there's faith in there. Those are and faith I, words. And I was just I just got it up out of my mouth and said it out loud. And there was such uh, a passion with it and and such a confidence in it Absolutely. that it out it scared me. Sure, because it came by the Holy Ghost and it was something sure. that I got hold of on the inside of me. And I remember just that moment of what it did of releasing that passion on the inside of me that I 
could say this. I wanted to say it. It was my right to say it. God God was waiting for me to say it. Hell didn't want me to say right. it. And heaven created it. And heaven began to do it. Well, and see, Matthew there was power and Alan just, just got more and more and more there healed was power in their life. In it when you just said it. In fact, if you'll call Matt after a while, he'll probably say, man, I'll tell you what, a while ago I just got this big influx of oxygen air. Yeah, just, right. my, my lungs just name. opened up. That's and he's, right. you know, what, 45 years old now, 44 years old. Yes, 45. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, those kind of things change you and you never forget it and you can never go back to it. And I, I, I through, through many dangers, toils and snares, I have already yes, come in yes, my yes. life. But I absolutely will never deny this. You cannot deny the fact that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not no. want Psalm 91, exactly. that we dwell in the exactly. secret absolutely. place of the most high That's God. Right. We abide and That's live right. stable. That's right. That's right. We're fixed in there. No evil befall no us. Evil. No <laughs> plague come nigh our dwelling. Right. No. I mean, that, that we say no evil shall befall us. No plague come nigh our dwelling. I mean, that God literally will stand by his word Absolutely. and that's such He's a given the angels to the soul. charge over us to keep us that's in right. all of our ways. Yeah, that's I like that. Just go on with it. Well, well, it was go on just, with your bad self. Yeah, it was just so real to me as a, as a wife and a mother because people had always, you know, how the church will do. It'll isolate women sure. over to the well, prayer sure. room. It'll well, sure. isolate women to singing in the choir, or it'll isolate you over here to this area. And all of a sudden, I realized I was in charge, and it wasn't oh, just absolutely. the pastor. It wasn't just Brother Big Name. And 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 Dean happened to not be in the room at the time. He was over over at the church working. And I remember that thing of like. I'm the one in here in this room. Well, that's right. You're in and charge. I'm the one You're in authority. that's going to talk to God about this that's baby. Right. That's and right. I it's had never baby. had that before in my yeah. life. Well, you know, last week you said something that, that triggered a, a thought in me and I, I started to go back and say it. And then when I got back there in my, <laughs> my, I got my tongue tangled around my eye tooth and couldn't see what I was saying. I, I told another testimony instead, right. or one leading up to that. Yeah. But but I remember the very first time that uh, that as a as a baby, just as we had gotten out of the army. Now a few right. months had passed, we'd right. gotten out of the army from what right. I told last week about Christmas and then being sick. And here he was, just a tiny baby, you know, less than a year old. And uh, and I had my own business, and mm-hmm. so I was busy, man. I was up early. I was up four or five o'clock every morning. And I was busy. Right. And uh, and I was hauling produce, had my own produce business, so I went to go to every every restaurant in town and grocery sure. store in town. In fact, two or three sure. little towns around our t- our town out there in West Texas, and uh, and so I'd haul that produce and and uh, and and just be be busy all day. And then I'd I'd go on long hauls and pick up sometimes. Sometimes I'd have it shipped into me, but other times I'd just get in my truck and go get it myself. Right. Of course, you make more money. And and <laughs> Jackie and I begin to see a pattern. That we didn't realize it, that we saw right. it, but it began to emerge a pattern that every time I left, the baby got sick. Right. And and so, you know, we didn't put that together for a while, or right. or if we did put it together, you know, we kind of, you know, just muddled it around, but didn't think about it. And, and then finally, at some point, we said it. So, you know, it seems like every time you leave, Jackie said, I, right. the baby gets sick. Right? Every time I leave, it seems like the baby gets sick. And all of a sudden, it dawned on me sure. that she wasn't operating in spiritual authority that when I left the house, she was somehow thinking the spiritual authority left as well. Because like you said, people relegate women to, yeah, there's a codependence there that robs you from being who God's called you to be as a person. And the day we got that, Boy, I sat down with her and, and I said, you have got spiritual authority. Exactly. You have got dominion. You're right. as much in authority in this house as I am. You're as much in authority over these babies as I am. And I said, I want you to know every time I leave the house, 
you are in spiritual authority and there will be no That's sickness so and no disease come on this baby when That's I'm right. gone. That's and right. so we got to where every time I left the house, every time I went on a trip, we prayed That's so and wonderful. I said, Father, I'm transferring spiritual authority right, to Jackie right. so that she can take care of her and this baby and That's then later right. two babies and three right. babies and four babies, four babies. you know, <laughs> but uh, to where they'll not get sick when I leave this house. And you know what? That happened just like clockwork. I mean, just as soon as we prayed that, as soon as right. we got the revelation, right. talked the revelation, prayed the revelation, declared the revelation, prayed the prayer of agreement for two of you agree is on earth touching one thing, and it, it, it's so. Right. And so uh, we prayed the prayer of agreement, and then, man, I'd go off on a trip and haul back a load of cantaloupes or a load of produce or a load of whatever, and that baby wouldn't be sick, wouldn't wouldn't have a, a thing in the world wrong so with it. That's so wonderful. And we did that, you know, until, you know, the day she left for heaven. Well, Lord, we thank you for that. I mean, God is no, when we, you know that simple verse there in Galatians, it says, God is no, you know, I'm sorry, Romans 12 over there, that God is no respecter of mm-hmm, persons, mm-hmm. that he... Mm-hmm literally mm-hmm. is just looking like well, he, Peter said that in Acts chapter, chapter 10. 10. Yeah. I know I'm, I'm sitting here thinking that's not right either. Yeah, well, I'm helping you out. Thank you. I need it. <laughs> but you know, years ago when you said ever promise in a book is yours. So. That's right. <laughs> you know, years ago you made that statement. I've never, ever, ever forgotten it. That, that David was the one that ended up going out there and taking Saul's head off and, and slinging Goliath. Those, Goliath. <laughs> and Help take, her Lord. Help her Lord. <laughs> I'm thinking about four different things. I want to say here about it all. So I'm no, that's right. Word. David, 17-year-old kid, went out there against the giant. Right. 17-year-old kid went out there and fought the giant. And you made the statement years ago. I can remember we were in that hotel there out by the airport there in Houston in the, in the Umbel area. And we mm-hmm. were deaning, we were all doing that Monday night meeting. Yeah, doing a Monday night meeting for Lakewood And you Church, said, you know, God, right, God didn't really care at one at some point who went out there, he was just looking for somebody that would stand up and act in faith and go out sure. there and attack Goliath. And you said, if a two-year-old yeah, well. could have gone out there and thrown his baby bottle at Goliath and he was going down. That's right. And that's, that, right. And that's the way, when, it, when the Bible says the eyes of the Lord look to and fro over the whole earth, mm-hmm. that God's looking for somebody that'll stand up and believe him, and it says that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro over the whole earth, looking for an opportunity to show himself strong. And, he, and his attitude is that it, he can find somebody that'll stand up and say it. And, you know, I was going to comment to Terry that, you know, John Osteen tells a story very similar to the one that you told, um, that he said that every time he'd go out of the country, every time he'd leave, that the kids would get sick and Dodie'd call him and tell him, well, Paul's sick or Lisa's sick or, oh, yeah. you know, we're having trouble like that. And she, and Dodie said that one day she, she just got tired of the kids being sick. Oh, yeah. That every time John left, the kids would all get sick. And she went out in the backyard. She started out in the backyard, and she marched around her property line. And she didn't call Brother Osteen and tell him that day that the kids were sick. She said, I'm going to do something about this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she went out and marched all around their property, you know, the fence line. She just covered mm-hmm, the fence sure. line yeah. and just began to yeah, say, I am not having sick kids every time my husband leaves. And, you know, I just want to encourage all of you moms and dads and, and, and even older siblings that are in the home um, and and 
people that are in offices where you feel like you're the only one in there serving God or you're outnumbered by the unbelievers and things like that, that you really are the one in charge. You and I Absolutely. say this all the time. When we get on an airplane, Absolutely. when we walk into a business, I mean, I've, I've just always felt like when I got there, God got there sure. when I learned these things. Right. And that those people were blessed. You and I were in a restaurant the other day. It was almost totally empty. And by the time we had prayed and had our meal and everything, the people had come in there and you and I were driving as we drove out. We said, well, Lord, they were blessed because we were in there. Yeah. Now it's full up. And they were blessed in our coming in and, and blessed in our going blessed out. Blessed in our going out. <laughs> and that's the way, I, you know, after now, as Terry said, almost 50 years of living with the understanding that, that we are God's people in the earth. And amen. if we don't say something, who is else is God going to use? No, amen. Amen. You know, uh, they say now about terrorism, they say, if you see, if you see something, say something, but you know, that's the way faith works. You (laughs) see it, you see it in the Bible and you say something about it. We've been doing this for a long time. You think, duh. I want to make one quick point. I know we're going to run out of time, but I want to make one quick point back to what you said about David and Goliath, because I I don't want people to think it's just, it's just, you know, hocus pocus or God just, you know, waved a magic wand. There was, there was a reason for that. And it's because the Hebrews, the Israelites had a covenant with God. Right. And those Philistines, Goliath did not have a covenant with God. And if you read first Samuel 17 about that whole story, uh, we understand that if you just watch what David said, forget all the Bible stories you've ever heard when anybody told you that story, but look at it for what David really said. Every time he referred to Goliath, he called him an uncircumcised Philistine. Philistine. In other words, he was saying, this man's a loser. This man's an uncovenanted man. This (laughs) man has no covenant with God. God. This man cannot win. And you know, I've heard heard a bunch of preachers, Renee, over all my time in the church, I've heard a bunch of preachers say, oh, you know, you got to identify your giant. I tell you, David identified his giant. The first thing (laughs) David did, he he recognized the giant. He called him a giant. No, he never one time, not one time in 1 Samuel 17, not one time. He never said that. Never said it. Never said it. David, that Goliath was a giant. I was on PTL one time with Jim and Tammy Baker. I used to preach out there every year for years and years. Yeah. And and uh, I was on the set one time, and, and, uh, and I wasn't supposed to be saying much because I was speaking there for a whole week. And so what they did is they took the, the seminar speakers that were speaking for a week. They just had you on call and on the set uh, in case somebody didn't show up or in case they needed you to say something or, or something like that. And so one day I was sitting there on the set, and, and – uh, uh, they had a speaker in that had that they were talking to, and and they asked him, you know, well, what this, that, and the other about faith, and he came up with that Goliath giant thing, right. and he said, well, I tell you, the first thing you have to do is recognize your giant. I want everybody out there to know you got to you got to recognize your giant and call it a giant. That's what David did, and, and Jim and Tammy were just saying <laughs> yes, yes, and all the people out there, yes, amen. And I'm just sitting there, kind of biting my lip because this isn't right, you know. And I'm we're on national television, so I don't want to make a scene. And so I'm just sitting there, and, and I look out there on the front row, and Jackie and my little kid are sitting there, and Jackie's just got her head down, just shaking her head. No, she's thinking, oh, my God, here he's going <laughs> to, Lord, please keep his mouth shut. He's going to hit him right between the eyes. And so so sure enough, in a few minutes, they, they looked over at me. Jim or Tammy, one looked over at me and said, uh, and said Brother Terry, what, what, do you, what do you think about this? And, and I just literally said, oh, no, I'm good, <laughs> you know, because I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to say what the guy doesn't know what he's talking about, you know. And uh, I said, no, I'm good. And so they said, well, no, no, what do you, what do you think about this? And I said, well, oh, no, let's conserve time and just let him speak. I'm, I'm fine. And they said, no, we, we want to know what you think about this and have to say about this. And I said, well, you really don't want to know what I have to say. And they said, why not? And I said, well, because everything he said isn't right. 
<laughs> now, you know, we're on national television, right. so there was a collective gasp from the audience. No joke. What do you mean it wasn't right? And I said, well, David never one time ever called Goliath a giant. Exactly. You go read First Samuel 17, and not once, not ever, 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 ever did he give him any respect, any right. honor, right. any deference, any anything at all. All he ever right. referred to him as is a loser, an uncircumcised. I can, just, I can hear the way he said it in his voice. I can hear him when he said to King Saul, he's uncircumcised. I can just hear David say, that uncircumcised Philistine. Right. He's just a loser. He's just, just he's day. nobody. That's right. And that's why I made the statement. It didn't have to be David that did it. It could have been, and probably should have been King Saul that did it. Exactly. Uh, it could have been any one of those Hebrew men that did or it that had a covenant brother. with God. Yeah. Uh, right. but, but, you know, King Saul was scared. And I've had people even say to me, well, Brother Terry, how do you know King Saul was scared? Because verse 11 says King Saul and his army were greatly Greatly afraid. afraid. And that's how I know they were afraid. And so uh, David just said, and and David actually said to Saul, he said, look, a lion came out after the sheep, my daddy's sheep, a bear came out after my daddy's sheep. And I was sitting there keeping the sheep. I'm, I'm responsible. It's my watch. And they got that sheep. And I went out there and took it out of his hand. Took it out of his mouth. Wow. Took that sheep out of his mouth. He said, and when he rose against me, yes. this, this is a teenage boy yeah. against a bear and against That's a lion. Such a and he said, story. and when he rose against me, I grabbed him by that his is. beard and killed him. Yes. And, and so I'm telling them this on national television. Yeah. And I said, you know, all these beautiful paintings we have in churches and museums, uh, there's portrays that story. But it always shows David off at about 40 yards with his slingshot and shows that lion and that bear off over there about 40 yards. Yeah. And David killed it with his slingshot. No. That's not what David said. He said, I grabbed him by his, his beard. beard. I mean, that's up that's close so and fierce. personal. That's, that's hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, and, that's and he said, and I killed him. And then he said to the King church. Saul, he said, in this uncircumcised Philistine, yeah. this loser, this man without a covenant will be just like that my, lion and my, just my. like that bear. They, he'll be dead. <laughs> well, that's so wonderful because, you know, if we're talking about the Holy Spirit that lives in us, the same one that raised up Jesus from the dead yeah, that one. can provide that kind of passion and fierceness in the kingdom of God oh, absolutely. And on the inside of every believer that we don't run from the problem. We run to it absolutely. and we grab it and we take authority over it and we beat the thing to the sure. ground and win. But David yeah. had no trepidation whatsoever no fear he he didn't no, think right. he didn't tell Saul well if the Lord wills no. <laughs> he didn't say well I hope this is going to work yeah, if it's you know, King Saul will, pat him on the shoulder on the back will. and said and son go and the Lord be with you well, King Saul didn't think the Lord was going to be with him no, he thought he, he was going to get dead he did not but David went out there picked and up those stones Goliath cursed him the Bible says Goliath cursed him by his demon gods well, and you know, the and thing, then there's a marvelous little phrase that says, "Then said David." David. <laughs> That's got to be the greatest phrase in First Samuel 17. Right. Then said David. Let me tell you, folks out there listening to me right now, the devil's going to come at you. He's yes, going to try to is. kill you, and he's going to tell Bless you, "Oh, right. he's going to curse you like Goliath did by his demon gods." He'll say, "You're not going to make it this time. I got you this time. This time you're not going to make it. This time you're going to die. This time your kids are going to die. Right. This time that's, that's going right. to happen." And there needs to be a point. You can't stop him from from saying all that garbage. That's right. That's right. He's going to talk, but he there sure needs is. to be a point where you, where then says you. That's right. Let then heaven says Renee. That. Then says Terry. Then That's says right. then says whoever you 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 declare to that devil. That's right. What the Lord says, and David didn't just make up something to say. He no, gave he him didn't. scripture. 
He said, he said, all this assembly is going to know today there's a God, God in, Israel. in Israel. And he said, everybody is going to know that the battle's not not mine but the Lord's. He got that straight out of the Old Testament. He got that straight out of those scriptures that he'd been meditating out right. there, keeping the sheep, playing the harp, and meditating those scriptures where God says, the battle's not yours, but it's the Lord's. You go out when you see horsemen more than you and chariots more than you. Go out against them. The Lord will fight your battle for you. And that's what David said. And then he slung that stone, hit that my, my, my. uncircumcised Philistine right between the eyes. He fell on his face. David jumped up on his back, the Bible says, and took <laughs> his own sword and cut his head off with it. And then brought the bloody thing, hair, teeth, and eyeballs back up to King Saul and said, you know, I don't think he's going to bother you anymore. No, hallelujah. Now, I just paraphrase that. He didn't. He, the Bible didn't say he said <laughs> well, that. Well, I just think that whole thing is a picture. You know what the Bible does say? I think it's hilarious. David was a teenager. And, and, and just like a teenager... I think he took it and hung it on the wall in his tent because it says David took Goliath's head back to his tent. Wow. I bet that kid took that back to his tent. And said, hey, look at that. It's just a, you know, I'm, we're sitting here in my office. I've got, what, one, two, three. I've got a bunch of deer heads on the wall and skulls on the wall and pheasant on the wall and ducks on the wall and great big pair of longhorn horns yeah. <laughs> on the wall. And I think that's kind of what David is. I, I kill that guy now. I hung his head up on the wall. Well, yeah, God's all in Because he's an uncircumcised Philistine. No, he's right. a loser, a man without a covenant. That's right. And God, God wants you to celebrate winning more than you've ever won before in your whole life. Everything about the kingdom of God is that Jesus died to put you over to yeah. where you are never going to be on the losing side again. You're going to be on the winning side. And so we're we're going to have to go today, but I just, uh, as we close this out, Terry and I are so thrilled for the opportunity, as I said earlier, honored to be here to share with you the Word of God, and let it be said in heaven when when your story is being written, that then said, put your name in there. That's right. Then said, in other words, all hell can break loose against you, but then said, Mary, John, Joseph, put your name Amen. in there. Amen. All of, just, just say, no, I'm going to have something to say. I don't know how this is going to work out, but I'm going to have the last say. That's right. The world, the devil, and unbelieving other people in my life are not going to have my last say. I mean, there's so much in that. The name Terry. of Jesus on your lips yes, can raise the dead. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus on your lips can heal the sick and cast out devils. The name of Jesus on your lips That's right. can get the job done. God's just looking for somebody to say it. And I, I confess today, tag your it. There you go. Well, we're going to have to go. God bless you. We look forward to seeing you next time on Terry Mize Ministries podcast. And in the meantime, you can go to terrymizeministries.org and communicate with us there and see more products. And then next time, you can tune back in as well on terrymize.com. We love you. We pray these words have been helpful to you, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.